Hi, I'm Jamie. And I'm Mel. And this is Currently Trash. This is Currently Trash podcast. But you will realize, all of our dearest listeners, that things will be changing over the next couple of weeks. The way that we are streamlining our content, and you will kill me for saying streamlining trademark, um, and just really getting to the nitty gritty of what you guys love to listen to on this podcast. So yeah, expect some changes. We're still going to be ourselves and creating content that you love but maybe things might be looking different there might be a different name yes i was gonna say why do we keep teasing them yeah (laughs) i know right guys we're coming up with a new format as you're gonna start noticing um there's gonna be a pattern in our storytelling Mm -hmm. we've really cut things down to what we know you guys love and that is pure literotica trash and true crime yes exactly with a little bit of haunting dark murder tales in between like i mean that's not true crime so much as just like dark and creepy Mm -hmm. spooky things and in the new year we'll be announcing the beginnings of our new and improved podcast Mm -hmm. and we'll be recording twice a week yeah can you believe that double the fun so something for you guys to finally get excited about yeah we're not going to tell you too much more because you'll see it when it happens. Exactly. So we hope you enjoy this uh, true crime that Mel's going to tell us tonight. Yeah, I'm so excited. All right, let's get started. Yes. Welcome to our show. This is Trash. Hey, everybody. I am stoked to hear what Mel has for us tonight. I'm stoked because this is something that kind of just flew under the radar for you, but not for a lot of people, especially in America. For sure. And you know what? I tried to watch the um, true crime documentary Mm -hmm. on the individual who we'll be discussing tonight, and I really didn't get that into it, but I know you're so passionate about it. So like, I want to hear it from you. And the last two episodes, I was like running the show so i'm so excited it's my to sit back now. with my little fucking glass of wine yeah. i mean my <laughs> extra large glass of wine you really did pour the largest possible glass i that poured I have. the whole bottle of wine in both of our cups yeah. there's no more of that bottle she of wine. poured the entire bottle of wine into another bottle of wine and that's basically what we're drinking out of <laughs> yes but with like wider lids yes extra spillage extra just spillage. fantastic for all of the electrical devices around us I love to be on the verge of an electrical fire. Same, that's same. That makes me feel alive. <laughs> but speaking of things that are alive, that's not exactly what we're going to be talking about oh God. tonight because it's another true crime episode. Um, I know how much everybody loves these. So, I mean, I, I mean, there's 500 read. podcasts yeah. dedicated to it. So, I mean, I hope so. I hope so, too. Are we wrong? Have we been <laughs> wrong in our research all along? <laughs> the pie charts are not valid (laughs) so this is a case that started spiraling out of control back in like 2008 or so but i only really got into it around 2011 when miss nancy grace was single-handedly beaconing this all everything happening live to the entire world so do you want me to just get right into this shit? Well, I was going to say, um, I'm excited to see your take on Nancy this time, because I know when we did the Scott Peterson and Lacey Peterson um, and Connor Peterson case, that we weren't her 
biggest fan no. because we weren't necessarily on her side. But on this one, I think... On this one, um, I hate her, and I hate when she's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I really we have more respect like for her in this episode. Yeah, but even then, I'm like, she just needs to stop fucking screaming. And she comes up with, a, like, a little nickname for the person um, that I'll be talking about that I don't understand why, and I also don't understand why two words have to be together that I and I hate them so much like it's just annoying but we'll get there yeah I don't want to jump ahead build too us much. up build up I'm the gonna story. build us up who are we doing we are going to talk about a case that Time Magazine describes as the media trial of the century a uh, two-year-old Kaylee Anthony is gone for an entire month before she's reported missing by her grandmother her mother Casey Anthony becomes the target of speculation, not just by police, but by the entire nation who are drawn to the events unfolding on live TV. Wow. Yeah. I'm so Miss fucking Kaylee Anthony. I know so many people have covered this. There are so many docs. Like there's that one that I think I caught on. What was it? Crave or Amazon Prime or whatever it was on um, that you get to sit down like with her parents and all of that good stuff. And they really run through it. Um, I know it's all out there, but I'm excited to just hand you for sure. And I mean, I don't think you can talk too much about a certain crime because, I mean, you know, Kaylee's memory is at least continuing on. Absolutely. You know, and maybe continuing to talk about it. Like, we don't know. Maybe justice was served or maybe not. I don't think there has been any justice at all. I think that it helps. Yeah. I think that it really helps us see the flaws by the justice system oh yeah and um there's so many media kind of just jumps all over shit and how how things become a circus instead of like actually having fair trials and you know it's funny too because i kind of see this case a very similar to this like lacey peterson case but it really kind of goes to show you how a guy who isn't sitting crying in court will end up a certain place where, you know, a woman is in court and maybe being treated differently? I have no idea. Like, like the media I and ju- I think husbands are the go-to. Yeah. And nobody wants to believe that a mom is capable of anything. Maybe that's where... Yeah. Because just, just wait, just wait. But before we talk about the actual missing Kaylee Anthony, we're going to go back to 1986 when Casey Anthony is born, March 19th, in Warren, Ohio, one of two children to Cindy and George Anthony. Cindy, obviously her mom. George Mm -hmm. is her dad. You're going to hear these names a few times, so I figured I would just, I'm going to repeat them. Are they angels? I will get there. Okay. So her dad, George, is a retired police officer, and her mom, Cindy, is a nurse. Uh, so you've got two public servants, or I mean, police claim to be public servants, oh but well, we don't have to go there. But two people who do work with the community are supposed to be helping, right? Yeah, so, the mom's definitely very helpful, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, she's, uh, she's <laughs> fucking supposed to be taking care of people and nurturing. Yeah. Um, how, anyways, like when she was growing up, she was said to have been smart. She was so personable. She had a lot of friends, and they really just looked like your apple pie average American family. You know, nothing to see here. Mm-hmm. However, old friends of Casey, uh, they claim that things weren't as sound as 
it all looked. She developed a pattern of pathological lying when they got to high school. Uh, she would lie for absolutely no reason, sometimes over something so small that it's just like, why are you lying, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but one example is when her parents and elderly grandparents were to attend Casey's graduation, they discovered that she was actually several credits short of graduating, but oh. she told them she would be walking that stage for a diploma even though she'd stopped going to class for like the entirety of the How year. How does she think she's going to get away with that? That's what I'm saying. Pathological lying, where it's like, what is the point of it? So a few dramatic years ahead, all right? Casey is now 19. Her parents are suspecting that something is up. She's put on weight, is acting very strangely. So they and some other family members kind of start prying at her. They suspect the obvious, which is, you know, that she's pregnant. So they do confront her and they're like, hey, like, is something up? She kind of flips out. She denies these allegations and basically snaps back to everybody that they're wrong and that she's actually a virgin. Okay? Oh, well, good for her. Good for her. But um, oh, a few holy. months go by and her stomach is getting bigger. So she she's can't the deny Virgin Mary. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, no, she uh, can't deny it anymore. So she breaks down and decides to come clean. So her parents are questioning who the father is. And uh, Casey lists off a few potential men. Oh, boy. One being her fiance at the time. His name is Jesse Grund, um, as well as another man she dated who allegedly died in a car accident. Oh. Uh, and not that it matters at all. I mean, to this day, we still don't know who the father is. I don't think this is pertinent, but, you know. It's like, it. it's crazy. Like, you know, whenever you are talking about people kind of like Casey Anthony's portrayed mm-hmm. as like their stories are just so fucking unbelievable that it just leaves you in awe because it's like who wouldn't how do you make up some of this stuff why do you make it up like I don't know for me it's just you can already see there's a weird like social awkward fucking pattern of her I don't know like behavior I don't know if it's sociopathy I don't know if it's narcissism. I mean, I in your early twenties is whenever like a lot of like mental health yeah. like, disorders can creep in yeah. and stuff like that. Absolutely, Knows. absolutely. So, anyways, on August 9th, two thousand five, little Kaylee Anthony is born to the allegedly virgin Casey. So, um, magic, I guess. Anyways, a friend of Casey's states that she had considered giving Kaylee up for adoption. She didn't seem ready or like she wanted to be a mom. Okay, so let's take note of this, everybody. However, her mom, Cindy, so grandma, now grandma Cindy, highly discourages this idea and basically said that she could keep living with them and that she and George would help her out. Like, don't get rid of the baby. We will will take care of of them, you know? So her fiance at the time, Grund, basically took on a fatherly role, even believing at one point that Kaylee was his. I don't know if this is something Casey Casey tried to convince him of. Yeah. But he kind of put two and two together, and the time that she got pregnant just really didn't add up. And at one point, I think that they actually did a DNA test, which also confirmed that he was not the father. Hmm. So June 2008, Okay. This is um, two and a half years after Kaylee's born. Okay. Up to this point, uh, Kaylee is being raised in her grandparents' home along with Casey's living there okay. um, in Orlando, Florida. But things at the Anthony household are not very live, laugh, love. Ooh. So tensions are rising. Uh, Casey is now in her early 20s doing like dumb girl shit. 
and she and her mom get in a huge fight on Father's Day, where Cindy tells her something to the effect of that she is an unfit mother, and Casey loses it and moves out on June 15th, taking little Kaylee with her. So this is, leading up to this point, this is a background of the Anthony household. We've got all of our key players here now, uh, and we're going to move on to the disappearance. Are we going to learn, like, you were talking about, like, she was, like, doing dumb shit. Like, what kind of stuff was she doing? I think it was just a lot of her wanting to have a little bit more freedom, not maybe putting Kaylee on the forefront as much as she should have. Yeah, I kind of, like, I mean, I feel bad in the sense that, like, it must be difficult to be pressured into keeping a child that you don't want to keep. And And then you are living with your parents and they're probably, like, constantly reminding you of, like, that you're not that great of a mom without even, like, I'm sure not on purpose, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure, you know, pointing out things, it would make it very, like, you know what, fuck this. And also pointing out things like, hey, you can't live the way you were living before. You have a daughter now and her probably being like, well, I didn't fucking want her. Except yeah. I didn't tell you guys I was pregnant until it was too late. Because that's like, literally one of my biggest fears when it comes to, like, having kids. There's, yeah. like, this little part of me that's like, oh, wow, like, I'd love to have kids. And there's part of me that I'm like, I feel like, you know, I have so much stuff to focus on on mm-hmm. myself still. Mm-hmm. You know, once you have a kid, you know, your whole life and some people are just born into that. Like, uh, some people yeah. are amazing mothers and, like, that's to get so much joy out of it. But Some people are meant to be parents in the sense that they know what's coming and they are ready for it and they are ready for that change. And other people where, unfortunately, in states, like we're in Florida, right, where I think that it is so religious Mm -hmm. and so in that, uh, that like just everybody's brain is in that place where like abortion is wrong. It's not considered healthcare. It's not even considered an option. So when you have a girl like Casey who might want to, you know, party a little bit, and now she's tied down by a baby. Well, like, that's not really going to help. And now she's moved out of her parents' place with her daughter. So no one's there to babysit, really. Like, grandma and grandpa aren't there to take the kids. So do you want to see what happens? Because it's not good. Oh, no. So over the next few weeks, Cindy tries to reconcile with Casey, and she's specifically trying to reach her to check up on Kaylee. And my take is, like, if you trusted your daughter, would you, like, I, why would you, like, be so, like, fervent and, like, trying to make sure that the grandchild is okay? Like, that to me is already work. I think that they're assuming something could go wrong. Also, too, like, that, and then also it's, like, it sounds to me like grandma and grandpa were, like, keep it because, like, it's going to be, like, our kid kind of. Why didn't they just uh, yeah. adopt it from the beginning instead of being I know involved so much? and Involved so much. And then, like, once the daughter leaves and takes your grandkid, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, I don't think that that's a good idea. And yeah. it's not. No, it's not a good it's idea, not. I guess. Uh, Casey, at this point, has zero intention of making up with her parents. Mm. And every time Cindy asks to speak to Kaylee when she gets a hold of, of Casey, Casey says she's with her nanny. All right. A How woman. can she afford a nanny? <laughs> oh, oh, honey. So uh, the nanny is a woman named Zaneda Fernandez Gonzalez, a.k.a. Zanny. I think I, I remember something, but it's yeah, not going to go into it. I but. need you to remember this name and just remember this moment Zanny. right now. All right. Zanny the nanny. Sounds like, you know, a, a cool band, a, yeah, like trap music. Right? Zanny. Little Zanny. Little Zanny. <laughs> um, yeah. Zaneda Fernandez Gonzalez, everybody. So on July 13th, we're still in 2008. 
George and Cindy get a letter that Casey's car was found abandoned in front of a cash advance on June 30th, so about two weeks before, and it had been towed and impounded in a yard. Cindy is wondering what the fuck, like how, because Casey had actually told her that she was going on a mini vacation to Jacksonville, Hmm. which is also in Florida, I believe. Yeah. Um, Regardless, her dad goes to go pick it up because, in my opinion, Casey is a child who can't do anything even remotely teetering on adulthood. Mm. Like, literally lets her car get impounded, can't even go figure out how to get it. But somehow she affords a nanny? Right? So he notices a couple of strange things. Um, He notices her purse is in the car. Not only that, but Kaylee's car seat is also in there, as well as a fuck ton of like Kaylee's toys just a bunch of Kaylee's stuff yeah because like you can't be driving around with a baby on your fucking lap that's not a thing yeah so he notices something else a little bit strange an overwhelming smell coming from the trunk oh no and he describes it as organic matter decomposing don't forget he's a retired police officer right so oh well he knows this is probably a smell that he might recognize so he drives the car home he and Cindy pop the trunk and they find a bag of rotting garbage but even after it's removed the horrible smell still remains okay so that's it just garbage was in there so far just garbage okay but there's also some weird stains in the interior and this is when grandma cindy fucking loses it okay she somehow tracks casey down um who's very evidently not on her mini vacation in jacksonville like another lie like, so many lies. Anyways, um, she's at the home of her then-boyfriend, Tony Lazaro, and uh, Cindy scoops her up, brings her home. She demands to know where Kaylee is, and Casey just kind of brushes it off. as like, um, like, she's just with the nanny. And then, as per usual, when she's confronted with a lie, she breaks down. She then tells Cindy and her brother, Lee, who happens to be at the house, that she had left Kaylee with Zaneda Zanny Fernandez-Gonzalez at the usual spot in Orlando on June 16th. Okay, reminder, this is, this is July 13th. Holy fuck. This is July 13th. later. Yeah, and that Zanny allegedly kidnapped her. Like, can you believe this I'm at all? I'm sorry. I'm just gonna, before we even get into yeah. the fucking nitty-gritty of everything, who the fuck what like i'm sorry like what kind of mother just for a month doesn't even tell like i get it if it was like if you tell the police we're gonna kill the daughter things like that like i get it whenever families choose not to get police Mm -hmm. involved fine Mm -hmm. but not to tell your parents who were basically like helping raise her Mm -hmm. and how about i'm going on a mini vacation to jacksonville and the only time they realized Something could be up as a month later when they're like, wait, your car was towed? Like, why is your person there? Like, what's happening? So anyways, Cindy, like a good grandmother, just cannot believe what the fuck is happening. How heartbreaking. Right? She's panicking. Like, it's just the family is in turmoil right now. Um, And And I mean, Kaylee, or uh, Kaylee, she's so fucking adorable. Adorable. She is so cute, man. I can't. Not that, like, you know, if it was an ugly no. baby, that I wouldn't <laughs> no, be as I upset. But. but you just look at her little face, and I, you know me. I'm not a huge, like, I'm not, I don't hate kids. They're not for me. I don't have yeah. the motherly instinct. But I'm like, that kid's fucking cute, man. Like, yeah. she just looks like a little sweetheart. And my dad, I remember when we were watching 
the Nancy Grace, everything. Like, he would tear up because he's like, it looks like your sister when she was a baby. Like, he was so sad. Mish was a fucking yeah. cute she child. She super was. She super was. <laughs> you look exactly the same as an adult as you did when you were a child. Uh, it's like, weird. Like, as a child, you were, like, a little... Like a little Greek adult. olive. A little, a little adult. <laughs> a little yeah, yeah. I've always been a yeah, yeah. So anyways, um, back to the Anthony insanity. Um, so like I mentioned, Cindy is absolutely fucking losing it. She Fair. calls 911 a few times. Um, there's a, actually a few calls that like you can listen to online. Um, but she tries to fill the dispatcher in. She's kind of frantic. She states that Kaylee, her granddaughter, has been missing for a month. She demands Casey, her daughter, be arrested. And a line that is burned into my head because Nancy never stopped playing this part of the phone call is Cindy saying, it smells like there's been a dead body in the damn car. Like, like it's just so poignant. Good words, for dead body in the Cindy, damn car. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, like, there's a lot of families out there of killers who have, like, completely backed them up and like hid things from the police and she's all like i want my fucking granddaughter Mm -hmm. you piece of shit where is she like and i mean she would know what a dead body smells like too she's a nurse yeah that's a hundred percent i didn't even think about that and i mean oh like and can you imagine being the 911 operator like i bet they were so confused they're probably like a month yeah why are you calling us right now yeah what have you been doing what have you been doing what has i want to know what Casey's been doing for the last month. Oh, baby. I'm going to fill you the fuck in, and you're going to freak out. Guys, if you could see us recording right now, we're facing a wall, <laughs> but I'm, like, full body turned over, just, like, staring <laughs> wide-eyed at Mel, like, I'm ready for this I'm shit. I'm ready for this shit. So, I believe it is around, or on July 15th, Casey is taken into custody. Custody. Custody is what I say. Custody. Uh, in custody. So, she tells detective, uh, detectives, kind of like, you know, don't worry about it. She's already launched her own investigation to find her daughter, and they're kind of like, can you just tell us what happened like you know uh casey is acting like nothing is really out of the ordinary telling them matter of factly that she left kaylee at the apartment of the babysitter again named zaneda fernandez gonzalez and that both were missing when she returned from investigationdiscovery.com um they say they state that while trying to identify zanny anthony said that they had met through a mutual friend named jeffrey hopkins she mentioned that she dated Hopkins briefly and that Zanny was his current girlfriend. She said that Hopkins was very rich. He worked for Nickelodeon and his son Zachary frequently played with Kaylee. She also described Zanny's apartment in great detail and she told police, this is the honest to God's truth. I don't know where Kaylee is. The last person that I saw her with is Zaneda. Okay. When police asked her, of course, for contact info of Zanny, Casey told them Zanita's number has switched a couple of times and Jeff number, Jeff's number has changed too. So they Wait, sorry, I missed something. Who's Jeff? Jeff is somebody that she claims that she dated and he's very rich. He works for Nickelodeon and that Zanny is his current girlfriend. So let me get this straight. Mm-hmm. Jeff dated Casey. Yes. And then started dating the nanny. So, yeah, apparently Casey dated Jeff, very rich Jeff, who works for Nickelodeon, and their kids play together all the time. And she actually met Zanny, her nanny, through Jeff, who is now his current girlfriend. So her and Jeff broke up. And then he's like, meet my new girlfriend. She'll take care of your child. Exactly. Perfect. Is it believable? 
I mean, I, I don't fucking. Think I mean, so, with a name fine. like Zaneda, blah 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 yeah. blah. Like, there's like Zaneda, five names. Zaneda Gonzalez Fernandez. Like, that's that's a pretty like specific name. It is Zaneda. It must be very easy to find her with like you know such a very. Police should be able to pull the records up, no problem. Yeah, let's find out, right? So, anyways, uh, police had asked for contact info, and Casey told them that the numbers are always changing. Sorry, I don't know where they are right now. I'm like, sorry again. Your kid is missing, and you're like, oh, I can't find their number. Also, too, how do you communicate to say like, when are you picking her up? When are you dropping her off? Like, how many times? It, like, I'm sorry, I wouldn't let anybody work for me to taking care of my child and you, if they can't even keep one phone number, number for more than a week. I'd be like, they're going to sell my baby on the black market. A hundred percent. So, anyways, police are kind of baffled by this. They're like, okay, you don't have numbers, but you know you do have the address. So take us to this apartment that you just described to us in full detail. And according to the detectives, she leads them on a goddamn wild goose chase. She's They get in the car with her, right? And they say, take us to Zanny's apartment. What I would give to be <laughs> a fly in that car just to see what her fucking body movements yeah. are like, what her face is like, what the conversation was like. like. The one detective that I'd seen in the documentary, and this is what I pulled like from memory and also like notes on the internet, um, she was in the car, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, take us to the fucking apartment. And she... They can tell that she just doesn't really know where she's going. She's casually motioning like a left or a right or completely forgetting to say anything and just letting them fucking drive with no direction, okay? So they eventually wind up in an apartment complex. She points it out. She says, this is it. This is where I met Zanny. This is where I dropped Kaylee off all of the time, all of this shit. And they get there and it's been uninhabited for five months. There's been nobody living there since February. Sammy's a ghost. Holy fuck. Right? Haunted nanny. You just figured it out. The That's world's it. The it. end. The end. That's why nobody Shh. can see her or find her. Not yet. Okay. So this is going to, this is really like where I just start getting like aggravated too at the amount of lying. So according to People's Mag or People Magazine, whatever it's called, uh, a follow up on Jeff Hopkins. Remember Rich Nickelodeon guy? Yeah. Uh, the mutual friend she claimed introduced her to Zanny, right? The rich one she dated. Yeah, he so, should be able to help. Right? So uh, he had attended middle school with Casey, okay? Save for one single time years earlier when they ran into one another at a bar. He had not been in touch with her since school. He also didn't have any children and had never met anyone named Zaneda Fernandez Gonzalez. Can you imagine this poor fuck? He's just hanging out and the police yeah. are like, sir, there's a missing child. We suspect foul play. Your girlfriend has um, her. Your girlfriend your has Zanny her. Has you know, <laughs> um, maybe your children have seen her. Um, your ex-girlfriend, Casey, <laughs> da, da, da. And he's just like. I went to school through her. I'm six. moving across the world. Bye. Sorry. Is your brain like, not aching? Like Ash on Morbid would say, sorry, my Uber's here. Yeah, I have to go. <laughs> Bye. I called someone. They're around the corner. Um. But how much is your brain buzzing trying to just keep up with... She's she's out of control. I'm sorry. Like, I Arrest hate, her now. <laughs> I hate... Because, like, I mean, we all know that Casey Anthony is a free woman, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. As of right now, that's all I'm going to say. And so, you know, if she was not involved in anything, just, you know, my heart goes out to her. But at this moment, everything you're explaining... I want to punch her in the face. I've never heard of somebody more guilty literally in my entire life. I want to punch her. I, and it's, I try and be so 
in the middle to just hear all facts and her behavior is of someone who is so fucking guilty that I can't stand it. Yeah. And also the names, Zaneda Gonzalez Fernandez, to me it also sounds like she made up a Spanish name, like of a Spanish woman to take the heat off of her. That's so fucking... Which reminds me so much of, you know, um, those like white women who like kill their kids or do something crazy and then they fabricate a crime and they claim that it was two African-American men who stole their car. Oh yeah, 100%. Like fucking the uh our gardener yes all the time our gardener these two huge like black men came and it's just it's fucking insane and it's that to me is that's what the zaneda fernandez gonzalez thing sounds like to me she just came up with a name that was very clearly she not literally white. picked the like three top latinx yeah. friggin yeah names and just put like all fernandez and together. gonzalez she just slapped the two names together and was like cool yeah Anyhow, um, I, yeah, I hate it. And like, here's what I'm picturing in my mm-hmm, body right now because mm-hmm. I'm trying to put myself in like Cindy's shoes, trying to put myself in like a mother. All I could picture right now is if I brought my dog, mm-hmm. dogs, Oscar doesn't go to daycare, but Taro brought Taro to daycare and went to go get her, and daycare was gone and Taro was gone. Yeah. Can you imagine that with Haggis? Right now. You would be calling every private detective, every person, every family member, every friend to say... I feel like you'd be going door to door and being like, is my cat here? And then like stabbing everybody. Yeah, I would be kicking the door in and yelling violently so much. No, we would never stab anybody, guys. I'm getting a little bit exaggerated. I would... Maybe I'd (laughs) poke them with a A piece of The other end of a knife. Yes, with the the blunt end. I'd be holding the knife. On the sharp end and poking them with the butt of it. No, but I know you mean... But what you're describing is just, like, the need to find the person you love. Yeah. To find a pet, your child, someone that you love. You will stop at nothing to find them. You don't go dark for 30 days and not say anything to anybody. And then when the cops try and actually come to help you, Mm -hmm. make up a bunch of fake places and fake names to take them to. Yeah, like, if I had been in her shoes and I genuinely lost my child and I was genuinely upset like the only way i would be like okay you know like let's help her right now we got to figure this out is if she literally was like mom i couldn't say anything they've been calling me they told me if i talked to anybody like if she was like a mess and she's been like for the last month doing everything like a a person has been telling her to do and blah 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 Mm -hmm. and like she's been doing stuff that's one thing but it's like I can't wait until you get to where she's been for the last month. What has Casey been up to? I, I honestly, like, I'm, I'm going to tell you shortly, but it's, yeah, you're not going to like it. Okay. All right. So detectives at this point are, are honed in on Zanny, right? They're being told that this is who has the baby. So they are continuing to try and figure out whether Zanny exists, where she is, what is up. So... They go to Casey's place of work where she claimed that, she, like, uh, that Jeff had introduced her to Zanny or whatever, so she should be on file or something like that, okay? So this is when they wind up at another very weird discrepancy in her story. The setting, picture it, Universal Studios theme park, okay? The detectives are asking to see her office. So Casey waltzes in, like, no problem. She's chatting up the girl at the front desk, and she starts leading detectives through the back halls to her office, That's a sweet job. Right? Isn't it amazing? So she goes left, right. Eventually, they reach a literal dead end. The detective says there is no door in this hallway. And he says, you don't work here, do you? It's the labyrinth. (laughs) 
No, kind of, in her mind. Anyways, uh, they ask her, like, you don't work here, do you? And she does the same thing she does every time she's caught in a lie. She starts crying, and she breaks down, and she says that she actually did have a job at the lot four years earlier with a universal subcontractor, but after that, she just pretended to still be employed, and her parents, at this point, still fully believe that she'd for worked For four there. years. Yeah, as an event planner. She lied for four years. What has yeah. she been doing for money? I honestly don't know. I have a feeling like she was probably getting extra maybe from her parents or her boyfriend. I'm I'm not sure. I, like, I just don't know. But, I mean, Casey Anthony, there's a will, there's a way with that one. You know, it's funny. Like, all of these people who seem to be involved in true crime cases, some of them are just so, like, manipulative and, mm-hmm. like, good at lying and stuff like that. Like, it's almost like, you know, you're like, if they would have put their energy... Into something good. Yeah. Who knows what they could have accomplished. Knows? I don't think that maybe some people work like that or no. want to. I have no, no idea. something's wrong. That doesn't allow that to happen, yeah, obviously. Yeah, 100%. Um, so at this point, detectives are like, what the fucking shit? And she's officially arrested on July 16th, okay? <laughs> this is, I think, about two or three days after um, Cindy had made the phone call. Mm-hmm. So the search for Kaylee intensifies. The story is now gaining a lot of traction in the news. And like I said, who picks up the story and Mm. spearheads an all-out Fox assault against Casey, our girl, not our girl, but kind of our girl, Nancy Grace. Um, And she... You love to hate her. I love to hate her. Like, part of me likes her, Mm -hmm. and part of me is like... I, like, you know, I, I wouldn't want her on not on my side. Like, I'd want her on my side, for oh, sure. I'd be if, so afraid if she wasn't. Like, if she was on my side, I'd be like, I don't need any other backup. I no. got her to yell at everybody. She's the me. mouth of Sauron. Like, she just, <laughs> she goes around, she spreads the good word. Um, but, yeah, we can pretty much single-handedly thank Nancy for keeping this story burning in the public eye. Like, her show was lit. Fox News was crazy. Not that I watch Fox News, but my dad would put on her show and it was cuckoo bananas. This was like back in the in the earlier two thousands, whenever like you could say whatever the fuck you wanted in the news. You I mean you still can, scream. but Fox News, mm-hmm. I feel like I mean, I probably haven't gotten a lot better. There's still pieces of shit, but I mean back then I feel like it was like a talk show, like a game it, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a fun game where yeah. people dying left I and mean, right. I mean again, you know, if you guys have heard the Lacey Peterson case yeah. The media. Yeah. The shit that was going on. This is all going around the same time. It like-ish. is. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because this is 2008. Yeah. Oh. I remember I was telling you that little tidbit about yes. what Casey Anthony does for a living now oh, and how yeah. she was talking to Scott. Oh, wanted yeah. to help Scott Peterson. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm like, don't get involved. Just <laughs> come on. Like, crime couple of the century. Anyway, <laughs> um, Nancy Grace dubs Casey as the missing taught mom okay taught mom like you know like hot to trot taught. hot to trot taught mom i don't know why it just makes me so upset hearing those words together what, what sorry it taught taught mom she's See, the, when she's i the hear missing taught, taught mom. tater tot no when i think of taught i think that's what you call children right like tots. that's what it is the taught mom so she's like a tot toddler mom yes it's just so it doesn't dumb. even make it's sense. not okay whatever it is i'm nancy you really kind of lost drop the ball there it's not that good um but she she's the one who kind of brings into mind melting light what casey has been kind of doing the entire month before kaylee was officially oh i just picture missing. nancy grace like hiding in the garbage bin just following her around <laughs> everywhere yeah. 
So, anyways, the following is just so absurd, okay? And this is about the time when I was watching this happening on the TV, which, again, shout out to my dad. So, Nancy, pretty much nightly, is sharing pictures, okay? These pictures, under any other circumstance, I would be like, whatever, get them out of here. Like, this is useless. But these are photos of Casey, okay? She's clubbing. She is dancing on tables with friends and smiling in a bar that I'm not even kidding. Look like four pieces of plywood that are nailed together. It looks like the diviest bar. Um, and it just sus as fuck shit. And her daughter, remember, during at this time, has allegedly been kidnapped, okay? But she has been gone. Okay, so Kaylee's been gone for a couple of weeks when these are snapped. And Casey looks like she doesn't give a fucking shit at all. So I'm going to post these to our Instagram and... Jamie, I'm gonna like let's pause so you can take a look at these now because I'd love to hear your reaction. All right, perfect. I need to sniffle my nose anyways. <laughs> I have so much things to say now I, that we're back. I know. Okay, I know. first of all, that definitely doesn't look like a fucking mother who's having a good time. Second of all, is she in Cornwall? Right. <laughs> kind of looks like it. Straight up. Um third of all, yeah, the the toilet stuff. Like, where she's throwing up in a toilet. People are, like, laughing. They're doing the peace sign while she's puking in a toilet. And, like, she just looks like she's genuinely having the best couple of nights in her life. Like, Yeah, and like I was saying, too, one, what kind of friends are, like, supporting you going out and partying and partying with you while your daughter's missing? So, like, that sucks. Yeah. Two they're who's sharing these photos like the girls in it like all smiling and mm. thumbs up being like are they setting her up and being like let's get this dumb bitch fucking looking right. dumb because you know what i bet newspapers would pay so much money for those photos so much money i know and then we have those that girl in the green yeah tube top and yes. little shorts grinding or whatever up grinding up on her but <laughs> hiding her face in every as picture no i know that's as I ne- if she knows. i never noticed that before and you pointed out so i'm mm, gonna post I'm gonna these. get on reddit and find anything out <laughs> i'm gonna post these photos to our instagram you guys can make up your mind about whether or not this is what i mean we all grieve in different ways so if your daughter's missing maybe this is what makes you feel better i don't fucking know to me it looks Sus as fuck. We're just going to toss a little clip in here about what Nancy has to say of how Casey is dealing with the downtime she has away from her daughter. Uh, all these photos, literally hundreds of photos of her partying, being drunk, vomiting and commodes, uh, urinating in public parking lots. These are in the weeks and days after Kelly goes missing. What is ugly coping? That's their defense to all of this behavior? Oh, yeah. And as if this isn't actually damning enough for Casey, in early July, she gets a tattoo in Italian that says Bella Vita. And for our non-Italian-speaking listeners, that means beautiful life. It's a beautiful (laughs) life. Uh, Where's my daughter? Where's my daughter? Who cares? (laughs) Uh, Sorry, I'm not trying to make this into a fucking joke because we haven't even gotten to any sad parts. Here's hoping that Kaylee's still alive. Oh, my God. All right. So (sighs) July 22nd, there's a bond hearing and Casey is officially declared a person of interest. Uh, Police also start publicly releasing some of their discoveries. Um, They say that they had found hairs that looked like Kaylee's in the trunk of the Anthony family car. And that cadaver dogs had detected and hit on uh, the smells of human decomposition in the trunk. Dogs with jobs. Dogs with fucking jobs. Sometimes they fail at those jobs, but... They're still good boys and girls. They're still good boys and girls. Uh, Her bail is set at $500,000, okay? Okay. 
That's when, I mean, when so they I wish, said it, she like, wish she had that paramount job now. <laughs> oh my God. Um, officials at this point also state that they were treating the case as a potential homicide because, I mean, the little what about Zaneda? Have we found her yet? No. Okay. We haven't. Um, the judge at the bond hearing also mentions that uh, they're disturbed. I don't know if it's a man or a woman. So to me, it's like they are disturbed by the evidence and that the young mother seemingly is just indifferent. Her behavior is very indifferent. How is she going to get out of this? Oh, my Lord. Okay. I mean, lawyers, right? How is it? I'm sorry, again. And, like, whenever I mentioned earlier the difference between, like, guys and girls, like, trust me, I definitely recognize that guys get away with a lot of fucking shit. So I wasn't trying to say it like that. But, again, it really reminds me of the Scott Peterson case because there are literal photos of her dancing around at a party mm-hmm. after the fact while Scott Peterson has a photo where he's smiling to a family member, you know. At a vigil. At a vigil. Yeah. And he's guilty as fuck right off the bat. And she's literally dancing around and like... It's definitely the way that the media wants to portray. It's just that when these photos are taken, um, like during the time that your daughter is allegedly been kidnapped, mm-hmm. it's just... I don't you know. You should be at home and trying to do something. I don't know how you could go out and smile get, when the light of your life is gone. I get whenever people say, like, whenever somebody loses somebody or whenever they're going through a stressful time, mm-hmm. they'll, like, dive into work, you know, because, like, at that moment they can't do anything and they need to keep their mind busy. Fine. Yes, yeah. But you don't go to the bar. Yeah, you want to get fucking smashed and obliterated? Mm-hmm. I respect that. Mm-hmm. You, like, do that at home with your best friends yeah and watch movies and cry and cry i would be crying all the time and drinking and crying like i wouldn't i don't think i'd be able i mean people could argue that yeah she's trying to get her mind off of it but i don't i haven't looked that happy on a good night where nothing bad is happening you know what i mean and i mean and again these aren't candid photos only these are photos she's posing for some of the photos look like you know whenever you you see on like Instagram a bar they actually have a photographer that works there that goes mm-hmm. around and takes pictures of everybody having fun so they can promote yes, it yeah. though that's what a lot of them look like yeah I know so she's literally seeking out the camera and going or they're like can we take a picture she can at least at the very least be like no, no. sorry I'm just here with yeah. my friends like you but know. she's like, fla- like flashing her Bella Vita tattoo like oh, yes God. honey all right anyways a month or so later it's August 20th Casey's bond is posted by a local celebrity TV bounty hunter. No, it's not dog. Oh <laughs> Sorry. my god! You Sorry got to do that to you. <laughs> it's a man I had never heard of at the time called Leonard Padilla. So she is released because Bond is posted, uh, but she won't work with him, which leads Padilla <laughs> to get a little bit pissed off with her. Um, so he starts investigating her. <laughs> <laughs> he states that she's a narcissist. That he's disappointed she did not offer any help at all to lead him or detectives to find Kaylee. And he quote unquote says, I came. I gave it my best shot. She didn't want to talk to me. What can I say? And this adds so much more fuel to the media fire. Um, Nancy is basically like, this is my like what we do in the shadows reference where she's like Colin Robinson where he's in the bedroom like feeding off the angry energy upstairs. Because everyone's (laughs) like, what if you're not guilty why won't you work with someone to help find your daughter this guy is why don't you want to find your daughter why aren't you even trying to look for her if you don't want your daughter give her to your parents i know right 
So, like we were saying, this is very similar to the Scott Peterson case because news vans and crowds of people with signs and, like, pamphlets are surrounding the Anthony home consistently at this point. And throughout this frenzy, frenzy, hi, frenzy, (laughs) there are also countless ongoing police searches, uh, just teams of cops, volunteers combing the area, trying to find any piece of evidence, any shred or trace of Kaylee. The People entire who, world are trying yeah. to find Kaylee, and, and the only person who isn't is Casey. the mom. Yeah. Yeah. So Casey has been free for about 10 days. However, her little precious bond that she got set is rescinded based on criminal charges. So I think that that means that it was repealed by the courts and she's actually brought back to jail. So what charges do you do you want to know what they are? Cocaine. Murder. No, oh. no. Petty theft and use of forged checks. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm like cocaine. Cocaine, yeah. I know, because that's the pictures. Like, they don't lie. I mean, um, I've partied, so yeah. I would know. Oh, n- no judgment <laughs> at all, but also your family isn't missing while you're out partying, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So anyways, like, she's not charging anything in connection with her daughter's disappearance. Um, and so Casey allegedly stole and cashed a friend's check. So this is where this arrest is coming from. No murder charge yet. I hope that the friend that she stole from is the friend that took those photos and got lots of money for those photos. Said, yeah, She's right? all like, you want to fucking rob me, bitch? Yeah, you want to rob me? Here you go. Yeah. Nancy is, like, going super saiyan. Her hair is bigger than ever when she's posting those photos. I've never seen her Mal, more can, obsessed. Can you, like, maybe even not for our main post, but just for a future post, can you Photoshop Nancy doing Colin Robinson, like, getting the blue eyes and yes. feeding off of, like, the oh, energy? Yes. Oh, yeah. I love that. For all of the, what we do in the Shadow fans, and if you're not a fan, like, start being one if you saw the movies amazing but the show like fantastic chef kiss chef kiss all right so let's move to september 1st police now okay this is you know this is a bit of a kick in the gut for the community that are searching for kaylee they officially state that they do not believe that kaylee anthony is living orange county sheriff's office issues a statement saying that based on evidence that wasn't yet public as well as some fbi tests that they believe that there is a strong possibility that Kaylee Anthony is deceased. Well, I mean, if they they smelt cadaver, right? Now, did they did they take anything from the stains and DNA and stuff like that to see if there was? I'm gonna mention that when we go to trial, baby. Okay, I'm ready. Yes, um, we're not there yet, but soon. So, at the beginning of October, uh, Casey goes from person of interest to suspect, and on the 14th. She's officially brought in on charges of first-degree murder. There are additional charges of aggravated child abuse, aggravated manslaughter, and four counts of providing false information to law enforcement, as well as the general obstruction of a criminal investigation. Because, you know, remember the little goose chases from earlier and all those fucking lies? Wasting of time. Yeah, so those are being brought up in, like, I don't know, like a nice little bow for this potential murder case. Anyways... Uh, Casey lawyer is up, and who does she go with? Who? Defense lawyer extraordinaire Jose Baez. You might remember him from such cases as Aaron Hernandez and Harvey Weinstein. So this guy just oh, represents shit. the best of the best. Yeah, I feel like whenever it comes to lawyers like that, for sure, whenever you're guilty, you want somebody like you that. need somebody. Somebody like that, but at the same time, yeah. if you're not guilty, why do you want to be associated with a guy who literally... He makes his money off of protecting pieces of garbage. Garbage people that very, very much should be always charged as guilty. Mm-hmm. Anyways, he states um, about the upcoming trial, 
I sincerely believe that when we have finally spoken, everyone, and I mean everyone, will sit back and say, now I understand. That explains it. Does okay? do we? <laughs> You'll make up your mind when you hear everything. Okay? I'm ready. So a few key moments over the next couple months as we're gearing up for court stuff, okay? October 24th, forensic reports from an examination of Casey's car are released. Police report evidence of body decomposition and chloroform in the trunk. The reports note that a hair strand discovered, we'd heard about the hair before, um, but it is microscopically similar to those found on Kaylee's hairbrush and that they showed characteristics of apparent decomposition. Additionally, an air sample from the trunk is found to contain chemical compounds consistent with human decomposition. Oh, fuck. Okay, so December 5th, 2008, Jail releases uh, some of Casey Anthony's visitation videos, which I can pretty much, like, sum up. It's, like, her parents sobbing and begging her for more answers or any answers, uh, asking her about Zanny. Um, I know that they ask if Zanny possibly took her, uh, Casey, Kaylee, very sorry, their names are so similar. Cindy, Casey, Kaylee. Yeah, so uh, they're wondering if Zanny took Kaylee to Miami, where allegedly Zanny's mom lives, okay? Like, they know this much because Casey's saying it, right? Can you imagine having your garbage daughter stand, sitting there being like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just coming up with mm-hmm. fucking I don't know, I don't know, and- I don't know. What were we watching? Oh, no, that was, like, really sad. Was that Puff Puff? With the Poughkeepsie tapes. tapes. And yeah. like she's all like, I don't know what you want me to say. Oh, yeah. I don't know what you want me to say. Yeah, because he convinced her to act like that. Yeah. That's a, that's a fictional movie. Fictional just movie. So, just so you guys know. Um, but, yeah, anyways, like, it's them, like, sobbing, being like, what do you know? Do you think she's in Miami with Zanny's family? Like, we know that Zanny's not real. We know that Casey has made this fucking up. Like, come on. But apparently Zanny's mom lives in Miami. Do you think that they're down there? And she's like, I don't know. And then, like, basically just snaps at them, gives one-word answers, and complains, asking him, asking them if they have any idea how hard this has been on her. Like, she's a whiny little baby, okay? Oh, if I was her mom, I would slap her so oh. hard. You couldn't because the mom is literally shaking and crying. Anyways, she's just very visibly irritated and short through most of these interviews. So I've got a couple of excerpts that I'll read. Maybe we'll attach some audio clips in here as well. Um, But Cindy asks or says, the whole United States is looking for Kaylee. Casey says, I know that mom. Cindy says, her cover is going to be on People Magazine in a few days. Casey says, okay. Cindy says, everybody's looking for her. Casey says, good. Cindy says, everybody is looking for her. Are we going to be able to find her, do you think? Casey says, I hope we can, Mom. Like, okay, good. She sounds so, like, annoyed. She's at, It's too much for her. Um, and then there is also some excerpts of Cindy asking about Zaneda. She says, who else did she ever nanny for before besides Jeff? Right? This Jeff that, that we now know doesn't have kids and that only knew Casey in school. So she, the mom asks, did she ever nanny for anybody besides Jeff, like, that you're aware of? Casey says, not that I know of. He was the only person that I knew of. I know she had watched her nephews and niece. Outside of that, I don't know if there was anyone else. Why aren't you doing an interview? I want to know... Who hires somebody 
as a nanny who's never been a nanny. Because and it's just like, they, I trust you. I don't have your number. And not just that, but we you, know that... You, you were a great nanny yeah. and girlfriend to Jeff and his Who invisible children. children. And I never dated him or knew him. How does she even in court... Like, I'm sure the prosecution is going to fucking nail her with these mm. things. Like, like does... I hope Jeff goes and is like, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck she's talking about, that crazy bitch. Oh. Here's a clip of Casey Anthony's visitation videos with her parents. Nanny's acting by herself, or does she have help? I don't know, Mom. I, I haven't been able to talk to anybody. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that if there's people involved, there's as many people that are dumb enough to open their mouths and see something as possible. But, Mom, I have, I have nothing to go off of at the moment. I don't know. Okay. I really, I don't know. Jose and I go over this every time we talk, and things that Lee told me today I'm extremely aggravated about because I haven't gotten a single letter uh, it's just it's I'm so annoying I'm so, I'm so beyond frustrated um, anyways during her time in prison Casey maintains the Zany narrative throughout and she pretty much keeps radio silence about literally everything so she doesn't spill the beans she's just very mum about it's times like this that it. you wish that like 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 obviously we can't torture people <laughs> but <laughs> she might deserve it like you know what i mean just like maybe a little like zap every time she says i don't yeah. know or yeah <laughs> no, tell us uh you stupid idiot so from wikipedia this little next bit okay on december 11th meter reader roy cronk calls police about a suspicious object found in a forest a- forested area um a half mile from the anthony residence okay that's quite close, all right? Half of a mile from their home, a little forest, like, pretty pretty close by. I probably would have looked there already. Yeah, I know. So, in, unless the body was moved. Um, mm. Anyways, in the first instance, he was directed by the sheriff's office to call in a tip line, and he called that tip line, but he get, didn't get any return call. Sounds this, about right. Right. On the second attempt at calling them, um, so he tries to call the sheriff's office, and he eventually was met by two police officers, and he reported to them that he had seen what appeared to be a skull near a gray bag, um, and on that occasion, the officer conducted a short search and stated he did not see anything. On December 11th, um, which is, I guess, the same day, Wikipedia, thank you, so maybe it was the 12th, or, oh yeah, it was the 12th and the 13th, so he did this for three days. Um, he called the police again. They searched and ended up finding the remains of a child in a trash bag. Okay. I remember this part and like yeah. he kept being like guys and yeah, they were like three not days. listening to him. Yeah, totally, totally. Fuck. Um, so investigative teams recovered duct tape, which was hanging from hair attached to the skull and some <gasps> tissue that was left on the skull as well. Uh, and then nine days later, on December 20th, the remains are confirmed to be those of Kaylee's. Oh, no. Yeah, so not a very happy fucking story at all. Just very infuriating with just, I'm like, I fucking am angry. Poor Cindy and I know. Grandpa. Yeah, poor George, George. Grandpa George. Grandpa George. So the Orange County Chief Medical Examiner report that the bones show no evidence of trauma and that Kaylee's death is being ruled a homicide of undetermined means. Although the skull is found with duct tape around the nose, and mouth and jaw, the advanced state of decomposition ultimately prevents investigators from pinpointing an exact cause and date of death, which is just annoying. That is annoying. Yeah. So the family and nation are absolutely devastated. 
Uh, this is the worst outcome that they could have hoped for, of course. And on January 23rd, George, uh, so this is the next year, 2009, uh, George is taken into custody after a suicide attempt. He was reported to be despondent and possibly under the influence of medication and alcohol. Uh, he's located at a hotel in Daytona Beach, Florida, along with a five-page suicide note, which is just so heavy. So they try to arrest him after he, try, he tries to, like, you know, I think die that by they, suicide? I think that their thought is, oh, why would he he's try guilty? and kill himself unless he's guilty? I mean, that's not how you deal with somebody who's fucking grieving. I and, know. Oh, my God. Let's arrest him. <laughs> Are you ready for the trial now, Jamie? I'm ready. Let's go. The trial is set to begin in June 2011, so this is three years after Kaylee's initial disappearance. And although previous court papers stated... Has Casey been in jail this whole time? Yes, she has. Yeah. Yeah, so although previous court papers stated that the death penalty would not be in play, the new notice of intent cited that there was sufficient aggravating circumstances, so they put the death penalty on the table. Mm -hmm. Cable news channels broadcast the trial live... And this case just dominates the news, and Nancy is thriving. (sighs) So opening statements begin on May 24th with bombshell statements on both sides. The prosecution's theory is that Kaylee was getting in the way of Casey living her preferred single girl party life, uh, which was evidenced by the month spent shopping and clubbing during Kaylee's absence. And they theorized that Casey drugged Kaylee, put that duct tape over her mouth and nose, and suffocated her. Okay? Um, Other theories I've read is that Casey likely drugged Kaylee when she wanted to go out, whether with chloroform, like they found in the trunk, or Xanax, and little Kaylee's body eventually took on a fatal overdose. Um, And I can't remember where I read it, but people speculated that Zanny was the first thing Casey thought of as a babysitter name because that's what she killed Kaylee. Kaylee with, with that's fucked. as if as if that's where your brain would yeah. go they're just like zanny zanny <laughs> don't worry zanny's watching her tonight right don't remember <gasps> forget the mama call she's zanny's watching her right so oh my god she's a sick bitch if that's what she was doing she was just all like i'm telling the truth though yeah Zanny is watching not, i bet you every lie she's told she's like there's a bit of truth so it's are fine. we gonna talk at all like i mean um about whether like what Casey, I mean, like, like what Kaylee was like, you know, previous to this. Like, well, Kaylee, was she ever like tired and oh, stuff all I the know. time and whatever? Because, like, I mean, if you're drugging her with Zanny and stuff, I know you would, you'd maybe like. Well, she was with her the grandparents, right? We don't have a very clear picture of. And what are we life also like? like do, do we know what she was doing during the month that? Kaylee was missing before she came forward. Like, I know we got her partying after. No, the partying was during. That was when she was missing, yeah. When she wasn't telling anybody she was missing. Yeah, when she didn't tell anybody. That's what was happening. Because after that, she got picked up by the cops, right? And was pretty much detained the whole time. I thought, like, she literally was all like, yeah, oh, by the way, my daughter's missing, and then went partying. No, that was was what she was doing while Kaylee was gone. But wasn't telling anybody. So that's why her friends are just, like, partying with her. Exactly. Like, was she telling everybody they were with Grandma? Yeah, yeah, and her boyfriend yeah, at the what, time, like, did, too. Did she talk about that? Like, he said she... that one day, like, Casey just showed up and Kaylee wasn't with her. And he, like, asked and she says, like, don't worry, like, she's fine. And he's like, okay. And I 
remember he like, I don't think she was with him for that long I can't quite remember but he was always like you know like she seemed to be a fine mom so I just like don't understand but how do you just show up one day and the daughter's gone and also like I mean like it's not like his fault or anything but if I if Sefton had children and they were always like coming and stuff like that and was like a sweetheart like I remember in the documentary the like new roommates and stuff talking yeah. about her and yeah you know how sweet she was yes. and blah 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 like I would be like where is she and if they were like don't worry about it don't worry I'd be like I'm calling the police now well, I'd be like well what with grandma with grandpa like do we catch her in like a lot more lies like was she telling people things that are um that don't coincide with her story like was she giving she, everything everybody she basically lies? tells is a lie okay and at this point she's so quiet about everything that's one thing that she did I think that a lot of people don't do she stayed quiet about everything uh during some of those uh like the jail videos or like with her parents there and like she's behind the glass getting mad at them like she does make statements that people said that they would hurt Kaylee kind of or no she wouldn't answer that Kate uh Cindy's asking like did they say that she was gonna hurt they were gonna hurt Kaylee if whatever she's like I can't say anything about a mom I can't tell you anything about a mom she really I'm not even kidding Kept her mouth fucking shut. Do you think she, like, seeked out, like, fucking legal advice from somebody when, you know, she was like, oh, she's missing. And she was like, how yeah. do I get away with this now? I have no idea. But her her staying silent, you know when people say don't say anything? Like, mm-hmm. literally worked. Because, and I'm just going to let you know, because trial's about to start, she doesn't take the stand either. She does not get cross-examined. <sighs> there is nothing except for... Did, Scott Peterson didn't either, right? Eh? No, I don't think he did. Yeah. No, because they, they said that they were going to rip him apart yeah. on, on the stand. Yeah. So I'm going to get into... They should the, have to. I know. They should have to. I know. It should be like... Th- there shouldn't be Pleading a the choice. fifth shouldn't be an option. No, it shouldn't. It's incredible because you would catch when so When you murder people. somebody, you lose your fucking constitutional rights. I know. I know. You should Sorry. be up there having to say something. I know that you can't prove it. So they can't can't take those constitutional rights. Think of rights, how many but... lies she would have been stuck in because of how many we already have just based on how she was acting as police were trying to find this invisible nanny that stole her daughter. It's just, it's a fucking fuck show. So I, um, I'm going to read the defense's okay. statements, okay? Are you ready to rip your hair out? Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, Baez turns the dial up, okay, with the defense. He claims that Kaylee drowned in the grandparents' swimming pool. And that George, Grandpa George, wanted to cover up the accidental death. Why would Casey comply with that, right? Like, why would she let her father cover up Kaylee's death? Because allegedly, George and her brother, uh, Lee, I believe his name is, they apparently both sexually abused her when she was younger. And this was one more thing for the family to hide. And this would somehow, they're saying, explain that Casey lying throughout the entire investigation was to cover up the pain of her daughter's accidental death. So, I don't know. I don't know. How can she do that to her parents? It's How could she throw that? Like, Cindy would not be fucking free. Like, was Cindy in the know? If they, like, she said, like, grand, grand, or was it Grandpa and Lee did it, and they were like... I have no idea where this comes from, but remember, Baez is like, everyone is gonna say... That's why it all makes sense now. Does it? Do you feel like that makes sense? As Can to- you just picture them like sitting in a room with her, like all shackled up, and they're like, okay, how are we going to swing this, guys? George. George. Uh, she drowned, and George said, let's bury the body. And why are you going to do it? Why because- are you going to cover that up anyways? Kids drown all the fucking time. 
Why would you cover it's up a an thing accident? That happens and nobody goes to jail. Yeah. For that, it's, you know, like yeah. maybe like negligence charges yes. or something. But I mean, she's already fraudling the check, fraudling, uh, frauderizing with the checks or whatever. Like she's and already. I'm sorry if my fucking dad was molesting me and then accidentally killed my daughter. I'd you kill think him. I'd fucking care? What's gonna happen? I yeah, like you said, like I would murder him and then go to jail. I my thing too is that if your father was and brother were both abusing you, would you let you and your daughter live under his roof, mm-hmm. thinking that he, she he could do the same? I don't can't know. say anything. You though, can't because no. I haven't been in that situation. No, me neither. But at the same time, it's just it's all fucked up. And if it's not fucked. true, that's just so horrible to do. Like her, she is a fucking bulldozer. She came in like a wrecking ball. She's like, I'm taking everybody out. Everybody. And I'm not responsible for anything. I've never done anything wrong. It's Zanny's fault. It's my I dad's hate fault. People it's... who don't take any accountability. Even if somehow all of this was true, you would think like even if any of this was true, some you would be like the guilt. Like you'd be like, I even though I didn't do this, I feel responsible. I shouldn't have let her be with grandpa. I shouldn't have blah blah blah. Like that's how a regular person de- deals yeah. with fucking emo- like they're they don't just go like are you I sure don't you know, don't no. go to the fucking plywood bar and grind up with a girl in the in the green shirt like to me i'm like i understand how they're saying okay if if casey does come from an absolutely traumatized yeah. horrendous home which we heard earlier their family seemed fine yeah. um that like is the you lie and lie and lie to cover up everything like even if your daughter winds up dead, you just keep lying to save your dad. I've I heard a know. lot of cases with a lot of serial killers, not that she's a serial killer mm-hmm. or anything, but where they have had the most fucked up childhoods and stuff like that. And I go, all right, you know, I can I can see how Why they were happened. created. Absolutely. Like, but it's still not a fucking excuse, mm-hmm. number one. And number two, it, it, it doesn't it's not it doesn't come off like this like this and her story just kept changing how about when she takes them to universal like it just how there's so much her... inconsistency that i how exactly it's and just... how do they prove all of this come i would like to know what the defense is proof of this is this just her fucking crazy word it's her word that because you cannot prove if there was sexual assault in her past so it's just her word that um they covered up the body and yeah, George made sure that to get rid of the body, and uh, she just. If let I it was happen. like afraid or something for my life, and I like was trying to cover up for somebody or whatever, I would like grab something, take a photo or something, just so I have it. You know, it's at least like I don't know. I don't know how to think like this woman. No, so. I don't either. My brain can't even wrap around it. Um, and yeah, of course. So uh, Casey, please not guilty. Let's just get that out of the way. So we start off with her father George, who now takes the stand. Okay. Keep in mind, everyone is going to testify, except for, I don't think Casey ever steps on I feel there. so bad. Come on, George. Tell us what's so, up. So, uh, George denies ever having molested Casey. He also testifies that he didn't uh, didn't smell the decomp when she came to visit on June 24th. So, they had gotten the fight on June 15th, I believe. She came to visit on June 24th. The car was fine, but did smell the horrible smell when he picked up the car July 15th. So, we know Cindy. that in between that time. Yeah. So, Cindy. Okay. I, this is fucking so infuriating. 
She states that when she told 911 that it smelled like a dead body was in the car, that it was just a figure of speech. She's now coming back on anything that she might have said that could hurt Casey because I think she's kind of like, well, I've lost my granddaughter. I don't want my daughter to go to jail. So now anything that she had previously like stated that could incriminate her, she's like, no, 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 no. I didn't say that. It's- Meanwhile, she's like, um, dad molested me. Yeah. So, I mean, Cindy's kind of making it seem like maybe their family isn't so perfect. Who knows? Maybe George did do yeah. fucking something. Yeah, because it looks fucked. Why is she not defending her husband and saying, my fucking daughter did this? I get, sure, you want your daughter. But, like, how could you even look at her after? I know. How I know. could you spend time with her after? I like, know. It's such a fucking mess. Like, But I'm not a mother, so I don't no. fucking know. Honestly, if George did hurt Casey, he's fucking garbage yeah. and he's fucked. And I understand how Casey would maybe cope with that up. in a yeah. way that is, you know, she's just going to try and survive and do her shit. Completely fair. It just, to me, seems so, fu- like, for the baby to be gone for a month and everything is just spiraling, it's crazy. So And then the, the parents just to suddenly act like, okay, where's Kaylee? Like, just putting on this big show? Like, it's a fucking Broadway production? Like, they all just sat there and they're that like, That is true. Ready? And then one day, the mom just calls the police and are just like, where the... Like, there's a body in the my daughter's car and my granddaughter's been missing for 30 yeah, days. Like, like all George, this- you think that he would, like, even if Cindy didn't know, that he would try and hold her off and hold her off and not, yes, like... not fucking- let her talk to the police at yeah. all. Yeah. It does 100% true, 100% true. So we're going to move on to the evidence that was admitted into court because without Casey's side of the story, we're just going to rely on some forensic stuff. So this list is from crimemuseum.org. So we're going to start off with the first piece of evidence kind of that we heard of, and that was the human hair that was found in the trunk of Casey's car. The prosecution's theory is that Casey transported or stored her daughter in the trunk after killing her with chloroform, and that was supported by the hair that was found in the trunk. The hair was identified as human hair, but because of the absence of a hair root, DNA couldn't be extracted for identification. Microscopically, the hair sample was familiar to a hair sample of Kaylee's, but that couldn't be confirmed 100%. The FBI lab analysis exhibited characteristics of decomposition near the end where the root would have been found. So it likely came from a dead body is what they're thinking. Uh, But they just could not confirm with absolute 100% foolproof DNA that it was for certain Kaylee's. Um, All they could tell that it was a female descendant of the Anthony family. So like, even if it wasn't Kaylee, this hair came from a dead family member of the Anthony family. So I guess... You know what I just realized? Like, so... I mean, I was thinking, I'm like, well, I mean, DNA is way better now. Maybe they could find something, but it doesn't fucking matter. You can't be tried for the same thing twice. Yeah, double jeopardy. Double jeopardy. We know it. Fuck. Ugh. I, I know. But maybe they could try and find the dead relative that it was apparently in the trunk. Like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. So we know decomposition was detected. So let's talk about the detection I would process. still want to do all those fucking tests just so I could say just to, to the to the world like we know this is what happened yeah I know so there was an odor analysis of the air in the trunk and it was actually disputed because of the infancy of the science at that time and its lack of acceptance in the forensic community Dr. Vass found 41 compounds out of 424 compounds that are associated with early onset decomposition 
The defense, however, ruled this out because Dr. Vass couldn't explain why more compounds weren't present out of the 424. Additionally, FBI lab results also found high levels of compounds in the air that are associated with decomp. The technician was able to isolate compounds roughly at 67% of which are associated with human decomposition. One compound found that came to question was the excessive levels of what? Chloroform. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, witness Simon Birch, who was the manager of the towing company, testified on the stand that he had encountered multiple vehicles with dead bodies during his three decades of operating his business and that the wow. smell from Casey's car was consistent with those past experiences. Can you what imagine? A job. He's what a, a job. He's like, you know what? I think I'm going to have a career in towing. Nothing crazy Nothing can happen crazy. Yeah. to you there. Popping trunks with bodies in them all the time. How crazy is that? It's like, I'm in court every fucking week. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, it's Simon Birch again with that goddamn towing company. He's like, I thought it was going to be a quiet business I could pass down to my children. <laughs> All right, so. I can't even tell my kids how my day was when I, I get home. I every time they ask me, Daddy, how was your day? All I could smell is dead bodies. <laughs> Simon Birch. So next up on forensics, uh, stained paper towel, Okay. I, to me, I'm like, they call this the putrid paper towel. So this was also from Casey's trunk, and it was covered in fly pupa. So I'm like, maggots? Yeah, like, you know those things that, like, Before they become dead bodies? bugs? Yeah. yeah. So that was sent in for lab testing, and the sample contained characteristics of something called adiopocker. And this is something that, I mean, I can't pronounce, right? So they, other people in the community uh, call it grave wax. Essentially, it's the breakdown of fat by water in an oxygen-deprived environment. The prosecution said that this was from a body, but the defense said that the stain was actually from that convenient trash bag that was in there when the car was picked up from in When you mentioned that earlier, too, I was like... Red herring. How ironic that there's rotting garbage. Who fucking keeps a bag of garbage? I would be opening that bag of garbage... And finding out what's in there, is it... Because, like, you know what? I have so much garbage in my car all the time. Absolutely. And, you know, I always try and keep a fucking little, like, grocery yeah. bag in mm-hmm. there to fill it with. You know what it always is? It's water empty bottles. coffee cups. Yes. It's water bottles. It's, like, an empty pack of cigarettes. It's, like, granola bar wrappers. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a banana peel. But even then, like, I would get rid of that really quick because that'll fucking start smelling. You don't Unless have you that. Unless you want it but to if smell. But you, if you open it up and it's full of rotting meat like would, coffee yeah. grinds and yeah. rot, like what the fuck were you you open it up it's full of tissue paper they're like yeah so the maggots and fly larvae yeah. aren't going to be festering in this yeah, shit in your tim hortons cup right so apparently there was a lot of insect activity in the trunk which just makes me like just so like mm. creepy crawly all over um unfortunately it kind of goes nowhere the flies and maggots found couldn't be confirmed um, as results from a body or the goddamn fucking trash bag. And no DNA was done on the stomach content of the maggots either to confirm. So all we can say is Casey and Anthony is a fucking slob. Like, that's all we get from that. All right. Good dirty ass trunk. Anyways, thank you for staying with me through the fucking bug stuff. We're going to get on to some crazy shit. So I love all this stuff. Keep going. <laughs> cyber evidence. I mean, I don't love murder, but, I know. you know, this stuff's interesting. So this part just... Maybe have a, like, sip of water, sit down for this, like, just zen out. 
The prosecution calls John Dennis Bradley, a former Canadian law enforcement officer who developed software for computer investigations to analyze a data file from a desktop taken from the Anthony home. Bradley said he was able to use a program to recover deleted searches from March 17th and March 21st, 2008, and that somebody searched the website sci-spot.com for chloroform allegedly 84 times. (laughs) Okay. Bradley expressed his belief that some of these items might have even been bookmarked. Under cross-examination by the defense, Bradley agreed that there were two individual accounts on the desktop and that there was no way to know who actually performed the searches. Uh, We later find out that the software was wrong and it wasn't searched 84 times, but it was searched once. Okay. Anyways. That's a little bit of a... It's a very big... And I think that this kind of sways... And you know my feelings on um, searching computer activity because... I'd be in jail yesterday. My bookmarks are terrible. I would have been... I've probably searched chloroform like a bunch of times. Chloroform and then like like some really raunchy porn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It just doesn't look good. For me it's like chloroform, yes, the chemical, but also chloroform, yes, the local Ottawa band. Like... Yeah. um, Anyways, uh, Cindy now, Okay. Cindy gets on the stand, okay, and she claims that she was the one who searched for chloroform. And Cindy, also, why are you doing this, right? honey? And also the term neck breaking on the family's home computer, but timestamps at her work proved that was highly unlikely. The searches were also done during Cindy and George's regular work hours. Of course, or you'd be home alone and able to fucking search that search shit without that anybody shit. coming up behind you going, what are you looking at, honey? Yeah, but again, Cindy is trying to make this not a case Why is she thing. a martyr? I, she just doesn't want to lose her daughter and her granddaughter is what I think that that comes down to. She just can't do it I really, like, I, at the end of this, like, I like, are we going to get a little, like, what they're up to now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get a little bit of an update. Yeah, because I want to know if the family's still talking. Oh, sure thing. Yeah, no problem. No problem. So let's move on to duct tape. I mean, the computer results, whether or not 84 times or once, uh, I don't care. It's during Cindy and George's work hours and... It's Casey at home alone. I mean, she could just devil's be advocate. She could they just thought be that they searched it eighty four times and it was once. So how do we know that the work hours are fucking accurate? <laughs> like, come on, bro. Oh yeah, no, it's you true. really, really made yourself look bad. There. I know, I know, <laughs> completely agree. So duct tape. FBI print examiner Elizabeth Fontaine testified that adhesive in the shape of a heart, so a sticker in the shape of a heart, was found on a corner of a piece of duct tape that was covering the mouth portion of Kaylee's remains during ultraviolet testing. She'd examined three pieces of duct tape that were found on Kaylee's remains for fingerprints, and she said that she didn't find any, but also didn't expect to, given that the like the tape and the remains were out for months and had been exposed to the elements outdoors. Uh, she stated that any oil or sweat from a person's fingertips would have long been deteriorated During the defense's cross-examination, Fontaine also explained that when she examined the sticker evidence a second time after subjecting the tape to dye testing, that it was no longer visible. So uh, she hadn't taken any photographs of the heart sticker and had only noted it down while examining the tape. But what she was saying is that there was three pieces of tape kind of layered. And when they did the ultraviolet testing, you could see the heart shape shining through maybe another layer of duct tape. That's fucking heartbreaking. Which is like, does a random person do that? They sign off the the body of a, a you know, of I don't who a random person would do that. And That's again, close like, to the victim. I, who did this? Who did this? Who did it? People were thinking. Why did they do it? 
I think people were thinking that it was just a one-off kidnapping. Yeah, I think that that they're saying or people were speculating that when, say, Casey drugged Kaylee and she covered her face with the duct tape that she put a heart sticker on it. And then why are you? Okay, it's one thing to like, I mean, either way, it's terrible. But like to drug your child, why do you need to put duct tape on them? So that was the prosecution's theory of how that they wanted to prove that this murder happened. They're saying that like she suffocated her. I I agree more with the speculation that I think she would constantly drug Kaylee to go out and just leave her in, like, the house, like, zonked out, and her body eventually just OD'd, or she gave her a hot dose or something like that And then she wanted to make it look like it was bad and put duct tape on her? I don't, honestly, I I mean, we're talking like she did it, not saying she did. Yeah, we're not saying she did, but maybe she did. Anyways. It's just so heartbreaking, like, just stopping and thinking that she was out there all by herself in the woods like yeah and what her last moments would have been like i really hope that she, she was, was unconscious I, I really and that hope i so. hope she yeah. just went in her sleep yes, and that here. she didn't have to feel or know or see anything mm-hmm. but that she was all alone out yeah. there yeah and i mean like just to make this worse for you um oh. i remember uh when Kronk had found her remains he'd only seen like the skull and that's because animals got to the bag and were, yeah. Fuck. So that's why this, yeah, the, the bones are scattered through the woods. It's fucking horrific. It is horrible. So let's move on to closing statements. Okay. okay? That was the bulk of the scientific evidence. Okay. Because everything else that we talk about, it is kind of like, hearsay. it's just hearsay and, and one side versus the other specs. Exactly. So closing statements. Jeff Ashton, for the prosecution, reintroduces some other items that are found with Kaylee's remains, including a Winnie the Pooh blanket that matched the bedding at her grandparents' home, one piece of a set of laundry bags with the twin bag that had been found at the Anthony home, and the duct tape he said was a relatively rare brand. That bag is Kaylee's coffin, Ashton said, holding up a photograph of it. He further criticized criticized the defense theory that Kaylee drowned in the Anthony pool and that Casey and George panicked upon finding the child's body and covered up her death, he advised jurors to use their common sense when deciding on a verdict. No one makes an accident look like a murder, he said. Like you said. You literally fucking said that. You just call the police and say, I went in for one second, because that's all it fucking takes. There are loving, caring parents who have lost their kids because the phone rang and they ran in for a second. Literally. Things just, like, happen. Things happen. Why would you make something that was a simple accident a fucking nationwide murder? And it would feel terrible, Mm -hmm. but, I mean, nobody would ever blame you and say that you were fucking, you did it on purpose. I know. Unless your daughter dies and then they release a bunch of photos of you having a good time at the fucking bar. Mm -hmm. Anyways, lead prosecutor, so also on the side of the prosecution, Linda Burdick also suggested that the garbage bag in the trunk of the car was a decoy to keep people from getting suspicious about the smell from the trunk when she left it abandoned next to a dumpster as well in an Amscott parking lot. Whose life was better without Kaylee, she asked, noting that George and Cindy were always wondering where their daughter and granddaughter were in June and July of 2008 the same time Casey had lied about being on a mini vacation while instead was staying at her boyfriend's apartment while Kaylee's body was decomposing in the woods. That's the only question you need to answer in considering why Kaylee Marie Anthony was left on the side of the road dead. 
Burdick then showed the jury a split screen with a photo of Casey partying at a nightclub on one side and a close-up of the Bella Vida tattoo that she'd got weeks after Kaylee died on the other. Oh, that's some harsh shit. It's also, too, like, I mean, if you're going on a mini vacation or you're taking off for a fucking month or whatever, why aren't you bringing her to grandma and grandpas who love her and want to fucking see her and spend time with her because you're that fucking spiteful about your argument? I get that doesn't make sense. And there isn't a fucking Zenita. And I don't even know how did this, like, the fact that she's free right now. Like, I don't know. Like, I know you're going to maybe go into some more. But yeah, I get being a jury. The thing is, is if you don't have evidence for either side, you can't condemn somebody to fucking death because that was back on the table. Yes, it's true. Not knowing 100% that they did it. Maybe she's, it's just like Scott Peterson. Maybe she's a piece of fucking shit, Mm -hmm. you know, and she made some stupid fucking mistakes. But do we have enough? Like, we have to kind of stop and look at it the same way we looked at Scott, even though she's not likable. You know, maybe we somehow, for some reason listen to his case and we're like okay like i could see that yeah but well look at this case i guess we have to stop but it's just like it's just that okay kaylee's body was found with uh sheets that were from the grandparents home as well as one of like a laundry hamper or bag or something that also matched something from their home so it's not like from zaneda's apartment this is stuff that comes from kaylee's or casey's immediate circling you know what i mean i want to know like after when you're done like what she continues to say is the story i want to know what she continues to believe oh oh my god okay so bias for the defense tells the jury that the prosecution wanted them to see stains and insects that did not really exist (laughs) and that they had not proven that the stains in the anthony's car trunk were caused by kaylee's decomposing body rather than from the bag of trash that was found there. Can I also just say, like, hey, you guys are going on a mini vacation. You want to... Sorry, you can't fit your uh, suitcase in my trunk because there's a bag of actual rotting garbage in there. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Oh, you want to put the trash in the dumpster that you left the car next to? No? You want to leave that in the trunk? That, to me, is just so weird. And did did she admit that she left the car there? Or did she say somebody took her car and put it there? I I have no details on that. Okay. Yeah, that's a... Good I'll rabbit question. hole after, don't you worry. We're going to rabbit I'm hole. Reddit this. <laughs> Reddit the I'm going to find all those it. Reddit fucking sleuths. Right? So, okay. So he adds that the prosecutors, yeah, tried to make his client look like a promiscuous liar because their evidence was weak. He said that the drowning is the only explanation that makes sense and showed jurors a photograph of Kaylee opening the home's sliding glass doors by herself. He stressed that there were no child safety locks in the home and that both Casey's parents, George and Cindy, testified that Kaylee could get out of the house easily. Although Cindy testified that Kaylee could not put the ladder on the side of the pool and climb up, Baez alleged that Cindy may have left the ladder up the night before, so he's also blaming Cindy. Oh, God. She still didn't um, admit to doing so in testimony, he said, but how much guilt would she have known knowing it was her that left the ladder up that day? So again, Casey taking zero responsibility. It's George and Cindy's fault. Who are sitting there lying for her on the stand. (laughs) They're like, protect our daughter, but put us in jail. So another lie that I noted, all right, um, is that when Casey was arrested in July, uh, she had immediately claimed that Kaylee had been abducted and that she'd just spoken with her, though, on the phone saying she was excited to talk to me. She said, hi, mommy. Today was the first time I heard her voice in over four weeks. After 31 days, I know that all that matters is getting my daughter back. Investigators later determined that Casey had already been dead for weeks. 
when Kaylee made the, or sorry, Kaylee had been dead for weeks. Fuck. When Casey said she talked to yes, her. Yes, yes. So I don't even know what to do. So let's just move on to the verdict. Okay. July 5th, 2011, barely six weeks after the trial began, Casey is found not guilty of murder. 400 pieces of evidence presented in court. The jury of seven women and five men take less than 11 hours to reach a verdict of not guilty. However, on July 7th, she is sentenced to time already served. She receives a four-year sentence and a $4,000 fine for the four counts of lying to police. But the prison time is then canceled uh, by nearly three years because she'd already been behind bars for that time, got credit for good behavior, and she was required to be on probation for a year because of those check fraud charges. So, hmm. uh, the only silver lining I have from this is that there was a massive demand for bills across several states, which would make it a felony for a parent or guardian not to report a missing child. And in 2012, Florida Governor Rick Scott signed a Kaylee's Law bill. To oh, I make, love that. That's at least I'm like. It's helping other children. Yeah. At least now you can't let your kid be missing for 30 fucking days before anybody calls it in. Yeah. She would have been missing for longer if that car wasn't found. Yeah. Maybe. And like, if if, Ma, if Cindy hadn't fucking stopped her yeah. to be like, where the fuck is she? Yeah. So do you want to know what Casey's up to I now? I want to know. Okay. Um, estranged from her parents. Actually, based on the doc, her and her um, mom, I think, began talking again. But definitely not the dad who she claimed sexually abused her anyways she's living with patrick mckenna the private detective who led the investigation for her defense team and like as lovers uh no i think that they're just working together and she's the only one who like won't throw a drink at her as we've read recently so uh i don't know if they're together honestly who fucking knows but in the spring of 2017 anthony gave a series of exclusive help me exclusive Exclusive. interviews to the associated press claiming she still doesn't know how kaylee died and added i don't give a shit what anybody thinks of me i don't care about that i never will i'm okay with myself i sleep pretty good at night fuck you is she innocent i sleep pretty (laughs) well at night how can you sleep well at night your daughter's dead even if you didn't do it how do you because now she doesn't have to buy diapers she doesn't have to stay home with the kid or anything as far as i know no I hope she never has fucking kids. I, I'm sorry. Again, maybe I'm completely wrong, but I just, I can't. I can't. I can't. So, uh, Jamie, you actually found this lovely little outro. We're going to do uh, Remembering Kaylee because that's who this really should be about. Like, Forget the murder and the death and the discrepancies in this Big entire cases trial. like this. Big cases. Media. It just becomes about... The murderer. And you're not... It's like, who's right and who's wrong? It's never about it's not, justice. Exactly. Like, we still don't fucking know anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was a little girl with a life and she needs to be remembered. Yeah. So uh, this, I believe, is from the place that held the ceremony or somebody just reporting on it. It's from baptistpress.com. And I'm going to read from their article about the little memorial and funeral that they had for Kaylee. So Lee Anthony spoke first, fighting back tears. He addressed those who are frightened, angry, mournful, and don't understand. He urged them to fill your heart with patience and grace. Referring to those of us who will never be the same, he urged those listening to fill your hearts with forgiveness for those who are suffering most. He also called the memorial service a day for the family to unite. Lee Anthony concluded his remarks by speaking directly to Kaylee, referring to her as CMA. Each day you teach me how to live, he said through tears. I love you. I'm so proud of you. I hope you are proud of me too. He then ended by saying, 
I will never forget the promise I made to you, though he did not elaborate. That to me sounds like an uncle being like, I'll always protect you. You know what I mean? You're going to break me. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. So Lee Anthony was followed to the microphone by his father, George Anthony, who strained to keep his composure, much like Jamie right now. Uh, George Anthony recalled how little Kaylee used to refer to him by the nickname she gave him. Though I was a grandpa George, she used to call me Jojo, he said. She knew how to push my emotional buttons just by smiling at me or giving me a hug. On a more somber note, George Anthony said Kaylee's memorial is a reminder that there are other families out there whose children are missing and need to be brought back. To those whose families are intact, George Anthony reminded the parents to hug your children because they can be gone in a second. Returning to the theme of heaven, George Anthony noted that though he knows Kaylee is there and that he he will one day see her again, her presence is still in our home today. I can still see her coming through the door and lighting up the room. On a more personal note, George Anthony talked about Kaylee's love of vegetables, especially green beans, how the two of them used to share a bowl of popcorn just about every night, how he taught her to sing the song, You Are My Little, you are my little Sunshine, is what I'm going to call it, but You Are My Sunshine, and the locket he wears that says, You are my Kaylee, my little sunshine. And... Just like Jamie's little sparkles are crying down her face. (laughs) It's like, it's, to me, it's just so fucking sad. I just like seeing or knowing people like, because like I'm just picturing this in my head. Like there's something whenever like a fucking grandpa. Oh, I can't. Like it's tearing, you know, and talking Mm -hmm. and like that love, like. (sighs) My papu loved me and my sister more than anything and for those people who have like a good grandpa it's it's like dad plus it's like dad maximum you know what i mean it's like dad level fucking dad level two it's so to me it's just it just sounds like a man who is so devastated and broken by the loss of this girl and the one person who seemed to not care that she was missing was her own own mother. mother it's like her you know her uncle lee saying you know to have forgiveness in your heart and to like have grace and faith like you know and then gr- grandpa saying we need to remember those who whose family like are still yeah. like missing their children like yeah. that is just so like still remembering like it's so easy when something this terrible happens to you to, to just, say like this is not fucking fair yes. and just become miserable and angry oh, yeah and then there's people who take that and like want to help and like you know make these bills happen and you know go on to do work with like victims mm-hmm. and and whatever you know and to to step out of their situation to acknowledge other people like i was listening to something the other day and they're talking about um um but 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 petito gabby yes yeah, so yeah yeah um how her parents like uh addressed um the media or mm-hmm. like people and stuff oh, like that people went crazy over this and the, he, they acknowledged how there are um cases like this happening with like indigenous people and things like that and not and getting nobody even a fucking getting, glimpse on the media and that yeah. like and that you know they those cases need to also have and it's like they just lost their daughter yeah and they're still they're still sticking up for other people which is just, just like what a, that's like, not a direct quote yeah but no, like that rough, was what yeah. they were getting at you know 
But to and, also and have room in your heart during your grief to think about other people who are also grieving and need help, like, that just shows your character. Yeah. Just shows what, like, a good person you are. Anyways, I'm happy we, like, are I ending this on, this on a beautiful note. note. Yeah, I know. Sorry for note. breaking all of you. No. And <laughs> leaving it. We're leaving on a beautiful note of crying our eyes yes. out. It's so depressing. Thank you so much for educating me on all that, though. Now, like, I feel comfortable going into it, knowing, mm-hmm. like, now I'm like, I know this case. Yeah. And still so many questions. This case still brings up, like you said, like, you had so many questions for me. I'm like, bitch, I don't know. Like, like I said, I still... Even though she can't be charged for the same fucking thing twice, I would love. The I would DNA love channel. to have the actual answer. So if they did do it, you know the world would know, and the even rest if of their you're life is uncomfortable. Free. It's like fucking Carla Homoka. I hope that the rest of her life is uncomfortable. This bitch has fucking kids. Yeah, it's, I don't even know. This how. kid person murdered and raped yeah. kids and yeah. has her own kids now, and then gets upset <sighs> because she's kicked off the PTA. Yeah. Oh my God. I couldn't even, I think that there's some things you do in your life where I don't know how long you have to wait for some sort of repentance. Like I don't, I don't know. All I can hope is that even though it doesn't sound like she's fucking mournful and again, we could be completely wrong and maybe everybody grieves differently. I really do hope that she's getting help and that she's working on herself and, and she's trying to do better. I do know, like I said, whenever I was researching Scott Peterson, they were discussing how mm-hmm. she was trying to reach out to him because that's what she does now. She works. Yeah. That's with what she people works. She who, works with, with her Patrick, her defense attorney, to person. help people who are yeah. wrongfully convicted. Yeah. You know, why wouldn't she want to work with people who lost their children? Uh, right. But instead, she's like, I want to work with people, people who are on my experience because I'm the queen of this. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe she's doing some good things. I don't know. If you guys like know. Casey Anthony, like, you um, know, sorry. Sorry. Like, yeah, I I can't really, I don't want to not be neutral in this going into this, but my, my personal opinion, and that's all I can speak for is my opinion, and based on the evidence that was presented to me and my gut feeling about her behavior before and during and throughout and after the trial i i can't see anything but just a guilty person who just slipped through the if nancy grace can straight up fucking say it and call her top mom on tv we can express our, top mom. our opinion yeah and and that's that's it you know yeah that's all i gotta say all right guys well um i hope for anybody who's followed this case that this is a good refresher i know it's been a while so sometimes it's nice to revisit older stuff maybe you learn something new um and just the outcome unfortunately though is still the same wish we had a different yeah. ending mm-hmm. well all i can say to that is just remember everyone it's called park your car next to the trash can it's not the trash bag in your trunk okay bye bye <laughs>